I want you to talk about this podcast. I want you to know that it's going to change. I want to talk about, do you know the animated film Encanto? Well, that gave us the hit song. We don't talk about Bruno. I want you to talk about Mockery Rocks. We just had to make a target date. The target date is the 4th of March. No, not the 4th of July. The 4th of March in 2022. And the day that we are recording this is a little close to that. The day that we are recording this is February 11th. February 11th, Shizuoka, Japan, Patrick Boggs. The thing about March 4th is that's when we will be available on Patreon. And when we become available there, it means we'll have another target date. A target date where we will stop putting things out for free. Should that be three months later? Two months later? Ten months later? We'll figure it out sooner or later. Are you keeping up with the Winter Games? Are you keeping up with the cheaters? The individual participating, the individual ice skater should not be blamed. I think her country forced her to get doped. The first big doping case at the Beijing Olympics involves one of the biggest stars, so big that my wife said, come, come, my dear, let's watch as the Russian 15-year-old did so well. But it seems she has protections as a minor in the anti-doping rule book. Here's a look at the drug that Kamila Valieva, the Russian teenager is suspected of having taken and how the situation might play out in the coming days. The medication trimetazidine is a metabolic agent that helps prevent angina attacks and treats the symptoms of vertigo. According to the European Union's Medicines Agency, it can increase blood flow, efficiency, and improve endurance, both crucial to any high-end athletic performance. It is on the prohibited list managed by 
the World Anti-Doping Agency. And that's all I want to say about that on Mockery Rocks. Did you know China? Basically, what I think it means, as written by Christian Shepherd for the Washington Post, I think it means the Chinese government. Not doping like the Russian, but welcoming new citizens. Naturalized. Naturalized citizens can participate no matter who they might be if they want to win for China in the Winter Games. After winning her first Olympic gold in the freestyle skiing, Big Air events 18-year-old Eileen Gu, who was born in California to a Chinese mother and now competes for China, answers politically delicate questions with a display of uh, poised code-switching between languages and vastly different political cultures. From English-speaking reporters, she deftly fielded questions about her citizenship and what she thought about Chinese tennis player Peng Shuai, about whom there has been concern after she accused a former senior official of sexual assault. Then... Chinese journalists asked whether Gu was a Beijing girl. Well, what can you say to that kind of thing? Well, Gu, who speaks a Mandarin fluently, thickened the throaty ur of her Beijing accent and went with, My favorite food is Peking duck. The response to her performance on and off the slopes at the Winter Games has been a hero's reception in China. But if there is a mirror image of Gu's success story, it's the experience of Zhu Yi, another California-born athlete who is also competing for China as a first-time Olympian. 19-year-old Zhu, a figure skater with Chinese heritage, fell twice in consecutive days of competition, drawing a wave of online abuse. On Chinese social media... Nationalists insulted her for a lack of fluency in their language and questioned her suitability for Olympic competition to the point that China's internet censors stepped in. Side by side, the two stories capture the twists and traumas of the Chinese Olympic Committee's extensive efforts to recruit international athletes for these 
Winter Games. More than ever, China has relied on athletes granted citizenship for events where it previously struggled to win medals, including figure skating, ice hockey, and skiing. This experiment to internationalize Chinese sports has not been totally welcome with fiercely nationalist fans who are watching the foreign-born athletes closely. When everything goes well, as with goo, viewers accept them with pride. But one slip-up in competition or elsewhere, and the attempt to straddle the line between nations can be problematic. Continuing about the Winter Games in China, it was billed as a women's hockey game. The matchup between Canada and the Russian Olympic Committee exploded into something totally different. The game was delayed by nearly an hour when the Canadians refused to take the ice because the COVID ravaged ROC squad didn't have its most recent test results back. When the game did begin, both teams wore masks, which is not a bad thing. Until the ROC, the Russian ladies, stopped wearing theirs during the third period while Canada played on wearing their masks. After the game... It emerged that a top Canadian player who didn't play had been sent back to the hotel after an inconclusive COVID test, prompting the ROC to suggest that the result was the real reason that Canada had insisted on playing in masks. Then... The Russian coach said that three of his players who didn't take part in the game also had positive tests. In the end, Canada won 6-1, to one, a loss that ROC sought to avenge off the ice. Did they start a fight or something? We're talking about ladies, aren't we? This is indeed from... The Associated Press, written by Lane Higgins and Georgi Konchev. In regard to ladies playing hockey, we paid attention in real time as the Japanese team of ladies went against the Chinese team. And the thing about naturalized Chinese athletes participating surfaced there. There was a shootout because regulation ended with a tie and nobody could make the winning shot as they went after it one by one until a blonde lady who 
could not be Chinese ethnically. She made the shot for the Chinese team and won that game. Well, something similar happened with another tie, ladies, ice hockey, and it was the Japanese team against the Czech Republic, and the Japanese lady made a goal to break the tie. So, ladies, playing ice hockey seems to be bigger than I could have ever imagined at these winter games. We thank you for listening to this rock of mockery. I am Patrick Boggs. And again, we're going to go to Patreon. And that means asking people to pay just a little, just a little. And we have to outline exactly what we're going to deliver for those prices. And that date again is the first Friday, the 4th of March, 